It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And we'll get to our lightning bets in just a bit. But of all of the futures we have discussed, one that has slipped through the cracks that I would like to pull from the cracks, so to speak, is Offensive Player of the Year. And Joe, I think you and I can agree that there is still value on A.J. Brown at 6-1. to one. Yeah, I, I'm surprised with a couple of things. And it was a high-profile game. Not only the A.J. Brown, they had another game. His team wins. Um, but CeeDee Lamb, once I saw him, I, I know it was a losing effort, but he had 191 yards in a game that everybody was watching in that window. And there are some sport, sports books that still have him at 75-1. to 1. I just, I'm surprised by that. I would think that that's going to change very, very soon. And I just checked and yeah, there's, there's one prominent one that sells them at 75, but you know, the AJ Brown conversation, there is a clear cut top three in the offensive player of the year race between Tyreek CMC. And he used to be behind them, but I think AJ Brown is in that top three and it, it should be shorter than six to one. Yep. I'm with you. This market is strange. It feels like the MVP market in this market, it, they don't make sense. Like the MVP market, every Monday, it's something different. And then yeah. here, I just don't think it's almost mm. slower to react. It's very strange. Very much so. Yeah, these other yeah. ones, these other award markets don't get as much action as the MVP. They don't, mm-hmm. outside of betting shows, anybody talking about offensive player of the year? Probably not. They probably don't even know you can bet on it. Yeah, and they're not looking. It, it wasn't in Mike Sando's article. Like he talked about defensive uh, player of the year a good bit, uh, but I didn't see offensive player of the year. Maybe, huh. maybe kind of slipped through the cracks again. But I didn't see it in the article. But mm. uh, you know, like we talked about, AJ Brown. I think it's looking better and better in six to one. I think there's still value there in large part because are the Eagles really trying to get the ball to anybody else? Like, look nope. at these other offenses. <laughs> there are arguments to be made against key receivers. Like, for instance, with the Cowboys, yeah, CeeDee Lamb is phenomenal, but they want to get the ball to Jake Ferguson. And certainly the numbers suggest when Jake Ferguson is not on the field that this is not the same offense. So there's that. With Tyreek Hill, some folks are throwing around the fraud word when it comes to talking about the Dolphins. Is that going to affect Tyreek Hill's status as Offensive Player of the Year? Christian McCaffrey is another one. Like, if the 49ers continue to dip, that's a problem. And will Brock Purdy take away any votes in terms of that conversation? I don't know. 
do we besmirch the running back position in general? Like, it's harder and harder to make cases against A.J. Brown, especially when you consider that how well the team performs does matter when it comes to this award. Just look at the history, and these come from good quality football teams. And the Eagles hmm. have the best record in the NFL right now. And if that continues to be the case, and they get the one seed in the NFC, how do you buy into that offense? It's probably backing A.J. Brown. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There are four receivers averaging over 100 yards per game. Justin Jefferson's one of them, so you remove him from the conversation. The others, Tyreek Hill, just about 120 yards per game. A.J. Brown, 112. And CeeDee Lamb, even though it's only been a few monster games, He's still averaging 103 yards wow. per game. So That's he, he had so many duds early, but he's still averaging 103. And if you look at the yardage leaders, he CeeDee Lamb is fifth. He's only three behind Nakua. He's 10 behind Diggs for that third spot. And he's played one less game than everybody ahead of him. Hmm. That's wild. Man. Yeah. The I mean, I guess on, the only thing would be is if teams really find a way to take aj brown out of the game it would open it up for Devonte smith i mean he had the touchdown and a decent right last couple of weeks but i don't think i'd be that worried mm-hmm. it, and easier said than done right like the way they utilize brown that matters a great deal here and i mean okay you look at say team air yard share and things like that well guess what folks A.J. Brown is leading the way in a lot of these categories. I mean, what is it? Uh, you know, receptions over expected, receiving yards over expected. Brown is number one. He's second in team air yard share and target share. Like, you know, yeah, stop A.J. Brown. Okay, fine. Well, nobody's really been able to for the most part, except the Eagles themselves. So, and now he's over touchdowns. Yeah. He's, he's only right. two behind Tyreek in touchdowns now. Yeah. That's that's also big. Hard to go against yep. them. Uh, guys, what are we going to do without the NBA today? Like, How are our lives going to continue without the NBA? No games no on what? today. No, no NFL. Doubles. No NBA. Yeah, what are we mm-hmm. doing? We had an Equinox not that long ago, and now what? We just got to follow uh, Paul's college basketball picks. College hoops for days. Maybe yes. forget about an notes but, on every know, team. Uh, yeah. You want some <laughs> yeah, you want right. some college hoops notes? All right, here's some college hoops. Yeah, notes. let's go. All right. Let's go. Fade in the Big Ten. Yeah, you know, it's March, October. No, it's November, but whatever. Same tradition. <laughs> uh, but let me start with Florida <laughs> Gulf Coast. Uh it's down to eleven and a half, plus eleven and a half at Indiana. Sorry, Gurch. Uh, FGCU, coached by former Jay Wright assistant, former Penn head coach Pat Chambers. So, look, this is a team injury bug crushed them last year. They they started off 12-1, including a win against USC. The 
you know, new Dunk City versus old Dunk City. So all those guys are back. They're five and nine in games decided by six points or less. There could be some positive regression coming. Experienced backcourt. Four players coming back, heading in their fifth year of college. Four top scorers are back. Eight of the top ten. Rebounding could definitely be an issue. Um, but Trace Jackson Davis, no longer there. Um, and they're they're a three-point shooting team. They generated 38, over 38% of their points from three last season. 13th highest mark in the country. Something to watch today. Isaiah Thompson is listed as day-to-day, game-time decision. Uh, one leading scorer and assist guy. They held him out for like of a lot of workouts all summer so he could play in this game. So like, especially with the line coming down, I'm assuming he is playing. But then when you look at the Indiana side, brought in a lot of talent. Um, they lost Trace Jackson Davis and three other starters. They did bring in a lot of talent, some potential lottery picks, a couple of McDonald's All-Americans. Uh, they've got Xavier Johnson coming back as their sixth year returning point guard. I just like their three-point defense a little rusty in an exhibition the other day. They allowed nine early first half threes to Marion. So against the three-point shooting team like FGCU, I will take the points. It's at 11 and a half now. I'll give out the for lightning bets plus 11 and a half. Maybe sprinkle the money line. We saw some weird things happen in the Big Ten ah. yesterday. Ohio State almost lost. Mm. Um, and we did see Michigan State lose. So it's it, like I said, it's like March all over again. And then right up the road, another Big Ten team. Uh, Michigan, I don't even know if they know who they are. There's like Hunter Dickinson is gone, obviously. Um, they failed to reach the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2015. And they also lost two top 20 picks to the NBA draft. It's weird. Like they didn't make the tournament, but they still lost a lot of talent. It's just a mixed bag there. A lot of questions throughout the roster. So give me UNC Asheville plus 20, 10 and a half <laughs> against Michigan. They're the big South defending champs Four returning starters from a team that went 27 and eight drew Pember. Some could call him the maybe drew Timmy of the big South. Maybe the Hunter Dickinson of the big South, if you will, big South player of the year. He was a big South tournament player of the year. And this is a team that lost to UCLA in the tournament. But uh, according to Ken Palm last season, eighth in three point percentage, 38th in effective field goal percentage. It's continuity versus a team that doesn't like that can shoot versus a team that doesn't really know who they are. I will take the ten and a half with UNC Asheville, and you know what? Again, based on what we saw yesterday, sprinkle, sprinkle the money, money, line. and then one other one, a couple <laughs> mid majors, uh, Northern Iowa plus four and a half. It might be down to plus four. Uh, is that Salt Bay? Bring him back at North Texas. Yes, yeah, yeah bring North- him back. Sea salt. Yeah. yeah. North Texas played at the slowest tempo, tempo in all of Division One the last tempo. few seasons. Uh, <laughs> tempo. Uh, some personnel <laughs> changes, but don't really expect that style to change that much. Uh, program's top three scores are all gone at North Texas, so I think like slow tempo could keep be a close game, Dude, limited possessions, you're like the and steal of college basketball. Right now. <laughs> we'll see how these picks go. We'll see how these picks go. Uh, Northern Iowa, four starters are back. It's a team that got beat up, and they just they fell apart. Injuries got to them a little bit, then they just fell apart down the stretch. Uh, but they're healthy and ready to go this season. Um, so I think again, Dang. the uh, continuity with Northern Iowa. Give me, give me the plus four. Give me the plus four with Northern Iowa against North Texas. You know, I'm surprised when you were going over your Big Ten picks that you didn't go after North Dakota at the. Hawkeyes. Looked at it. 
looked at oh, it, man. and Iowa famously is just a choke artist in the tournament, though. But they, they'll probably win mm-hmm. by like fifty. I think the number was nineteen. I couldn't pull the trigger. Though. Nineteen and a half. I looked at it, Yeah. Okay. How dare you, Joe? How <laughs> dare you? Somebody is going to reach oh, the man. screen and I, strangle the other. I, I do. It. I love it. Yesterday, yesterday, I was I was wishing that Jake was here when Jim Root threw out Hunter Dickinson for Player of the Year. Fraud. If you're going coward. <laughs> you call him a meerkat? Or yeah, he looks yeah, like yeah. a meerkat. <laughs> he looks like a meerkat. Oh my god! I love I'll find it. the picture. I'll send it. I think the there entire Michigan program is just like a jilted lover, like broken by that breakup because they have nothing else going for them. I, I think they're in shambles. Mm-hmm. I think I, and Juwan Howard, that's kind of a little, you know. Right. Bill Martelli got gifted Jameer Nelson and a bunch of other five-star guys, and he couldn't turn that into any extended program at St. Joe's. He's an assistant there. He's mm-hmm. kind of next in line if things go sideways with Juwan not really loving what's going on in Ann Arbor. They're probably stealing signs too. You know, it's going around oh, the Big Jesus. Ten, that what program. <laughs> yes. You know. the, the dumbest they, scandal ever. The polo teams. I know. I know. Yeah. I, Harbaugh is so going to the NFL. Uh, does anybody have anything else? Uh, uh, Penguins Texans. puck line, plus 125. Texans to make the playoffs, plus 250. Yes. Bills, Super Bowl, 20 to 1. Nice. Tristan Cassis, home run leader, 2024. Thanks for watching and listening to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. For those listening, next up is Jim Rohn. For those watching on Twitch and YouTube, stay tuned for the Daily Tip. Take care, everybody.